You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. So in 1 Chronicles 14, we're reading again about David. David getting to the place after another king, all the more is recognizing his new position as, as the second king of the nation of Israel. A lot of people think David was the first king, he was the second king. He was a replacement. He was plan B. Again, I told y'all, the Lord told me when I came to the city, he said, you weren't my first choice. He said, I'm using you to pick up other people's assignments. That is in no way a lack of humility, pride, or arrogance, because if there is a plan B, there's still more letters to this alphabet. There can be a C, a D, etc., and then God can start over again, A1, A2, A3. And so never think that you can't be replaced if you get out of the will of God. But as I'm going to show you today through this word, it is the will of God for you to be established where he puts you. It is the will of God. And so David got to the place that he was established. He got to a place of security. Of knowing, first we said, that he was supposed to be there. Despite he had to overcome imposter syndrome. That probably had developed as a result of him being despised by his brothers. Rejected by his father. Assassination attempts by his, uh, by his employer, the king, who tried to kill him. His wife, who didn't even support him and made fun of him and ridiculed him. And he even had to remind her. Uh, the reason why I'm dancing and praising God because God chose me over your father. He had to recognize and he had to get to the place that he rejoiced that he was God's choice. And when God chooses to place you in a position, you need to just go ahead and rejoice because you're God's choice. Amen. And so we said David had to overcome these feelings of imposter syndrome, feeling like he's backstage without a backstage pass. Fear that he wouldn't live up to expectations. Uh, so make sure he wouldn't sabotage his own success and not having self-doubt. He had to overcome that. He had to overcome that. And I gave you ways by which he overcame that. Number one, you had to recognize that promotion comes from the Lord. Everybody say promotion comes from the Lord. That's based upon Psalm 75, 6 and 7. That says, for promotion cometh neither from the east nor the west nor the south, but God is the judge. Aren't you so glad God is the judge? God is the judge. He put it down one. He set up, up another. God is the judge. God, God uh, put me in this position. God made the choice, and you can't undo it. And God's judgment cannot be appealed to a higher court. Now, that was, that was good right there. Even you folks with that first service, you could have said amen to that. You didn't hear that first service. Okay? God's judgments cannot be appealed to a higher court. When he says it, it's settled. Okay? It can't be overturned. It can't go to another branch of the government. <laughs> one, one scripture says that he's the king, uh, that he's the lawgiver, uh, and, and, uh, and he's the judge. Okay? That, that So God, God by himself is the executive branch. God by himself is the legislative branch. God by himself is the judicial branch. And when he says something, it's settled. Amen. 
And so we said, secondly, you, uh, David had to recognize that he was God's choice, which recognized the, the sovereignty of God. I'm going to talk more about that in a moment. Uh, that he had to recognize he's chosen, been selected as the best and most appropriate, not necessarily the most superior, but the one who's most appropriate because he will get the job done. Can I tell you, when God gives you an appointment, Amen. Go all out. I'm going. The Bible. One of the things the Bible says about David, he said that he filled, he fulfilled the will of God in his generation. He fulfilled the will of God in his generation. In other words, he did what God told him to do. You know, we often, uh, when Paul tells Timothy, uh, tells that to T Timothy at the end of his life, he's writing from a Roman jail. I fought a good fight. Okay, I finished my course. I kept the faith. Now, now he didn't say I finished the course. He said, I finished my course. In other words, he said, I've done what God told me to do. I run my lane. Okay? I run, I want, I run uh, my, what's in the relay? I run my, I run my leg. That's what I'm trying to say. I run my leg. Okay? Now, somebody else may have to finish it, and somebody else had to start it. I'm not responsible for the person who started it, and I'm not responsible for the person who come after me. But I got to run my leg. Look to your neighbors and say, run your leg. He said, I finished my course. I don't want anybody to say, well, if he had done this. No, no, no. I have done what God told me to do. So when God calls you and puts you in a position, blow it out. Come on now. Look, somebody say, I'm going to blow it out. I'm going to blow it out. That means I'm going to give it all I've got. I'm going to leave everything on the field, everything on the court, and I'm going to do everything God told me to do. And then as we move on today, as we go further into this, I want to focus on verse 2 where it says, so David knew the Lord had established him as king. Say it with me. Say, I'm established here. That's the subject of, of today's message. I'm established here. And so after God puts you there, you have to come to this knowing, this sense of settlement that I'm established here. And that might seem like a basic thing, but for many of us um, who God has blessed you beyond where you thought you would be blessed. Okay? Uh, now, really, seriously, y'all, and, 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 and I know that people, I, I heard one time a preacher, I, I used to ride down, <laughs> I used to ride down to um, Florence or to Orangeburg on Sunday morning. I would run out of here and so I would listen to, get a chance to hear radio, Christian radio, our local radio, and I had never heard it before. I heard one, one preacher, I said, he preaching about me. I said, Gee, I said, oh, I know him. He said, nobody cared nothing about your boat. You on, you on television, on the radio, talking about your boat. Nobody cared nothing about it. I said, oh. I said, yeah. I said, how does somebody care about it? Okay. Listen, when I tell you all about my boat, can I, I really want you to understand. I ain't boasting. I'm praising. No, really. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I took all those. I took the, some of those graduates still here in, in the grad. The graduates I took out of my boat. Well, you here? Stand up. Stand up. Okay. Well, the rest of them left. They took their money and ran about their business. Okay. okay. A couple of them over here. Okay. But 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 I took them. Now I I took them out on on my boat, showing them houses that they probably hadn't seen before. And and if you have seen houses. You ain't seen the ones on the lake. And those houses are made to, to, to appear from the back. The front of them may look like nothing. But when you look at it from you're like, oh, I didn't know there was houses like this in South Carolina. And, and my point is, and, 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 
And, uh, but, but our kids know how to act. You know, some of them had never seen, but you couldn't tell. They were just... See, they wasn't like me from the projects. I'm like, ooh, oh, oh my God. You see that? They, they was like, okay. Now, whether, but part of what I wanted to do, I want to just expose them. Because everything starts with exposure. And so when you hear me talk about, because when we first moved here to South Carolina, first of all, we lived, we lived less than a mile from the lake. I didn't even know there was a lake. We were renting this house. And the woman we rented the house, she said, the lake is right down the street. What lake? We lived literally on Old Bush River Road, right down the street from Lake Murray. She said, the lake. And so we went right and said, well, what's this lake? We went over there and said, oh. And then we saw, and then, and then we found a little park, and we used to, we used to go there. And me and Pastor Marshall, that was that was a day for us. We would just go sit on the rocks, and the kids be over there playing. And I had never been on a boat. Okay, well, now I, have, I was out on a boat one time in Oklahoma with some attorneys, and I knew they want to do that because they would, they took me out on a sailboat, and and there's really not much water in Oklahoma, so it was mainly it was it was just like this dirty, dusty water. Not really, and uh, uh, and and I thought we were sailing right now on the boat, and all of a sudden it said. Grab this, pull that, hold on, watch it. I said, oh, Jesus. And, and you all have been on a sailboat? That ain't my idea of fun. And you know, watch that because that'll come around and knock you in the water. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for all this. I mean, I, I'm, can I tell you? And see, here's the other thing. I want to float on the boat. I don't want to go down to the bottom of the sea. Okay, now I, I really feel sorry for those folks, and I feel sorry for their families. It was, it was, but ain't nobody trying to do all that. Okay, I, I, I've I've gone to Florida, and they taking us in those in, in that that little that little submarine. You just so well, go and just watch the corals. I'm like, all right, that's enough of this. <laughs> Let's go back up. Ain't nobody got time to do all this. But but what I'm doing. And so I got exposure, and I remember just saying, and then I was sitting, I would sit there, I say, and I would see boats taking off. I said, well, God, I said, I'm, I'm going to believe God for a boat. My first boat, I bought this $5,000 boat. And boy, you couldn't tell me nothing. And the first day, and, and a brother who was in our church took me out and showed me how to ride it. And then he said, give, give a little something, Pastor, give a little something. So he told me to ride. And so I took it out later that day after he showed me and blew the engine. Because I, I, I didn't know, you, you can't just blow it out. You got to have the, the trim down in the water before you just blow it. I, I blew more engines. <laughs> okay. But I got exposure. And so, and so when you hear me talk about my boat, when you hear me talk about my, my, my house, y'all go, I know you, some, of, some of y'all, you know, y'all, y'all was already here. I just got here. Okay? I, you were looking at new money. <laughs> I want you to... This is new money. Now, some of y'all woke up like this. I didn't wake up like this. I just got like this. Okay? And I'm so grateful and, and I'm so thankful for, for what God has done in my life. And I am the epitome and fulfillment of the scripture that says, Though thy beginning was small, your latter end should greatly increase. And the Bible does not even say it will greatly increase. It said it should. If you are doing the will of God, if you are walking by faith, if you are living by the word, though your beginning was small, your latter end should greatly increase. And for those of you who already been here, for those of you who are bougie among us, 
For those of you who are second and third wealth recipients, generation, God bless you too because the Bible says he will bless, he will bless the small and the great. The Lord will increase you more and more, you and your children. He will bless the small and the great. In other words, God said, even if you start off great, I can make you greater. Even if you start out with a little something, something, I'll give you more something, something. Are y'all hearing me? So I don't want y'all to ever think that I'm boasting. But but so when then God brings you to this place in life, brings you to a place in your career. He can even bring you to a place in your marriage, bring you to a place in your business. And when you look back at where you came from, if you're not careful, you'll have this insecurity of thinking I'm going I can lose this. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You, you worked so hard, you believed, you bleed, you sold it, and now you're, you're, there's a part of you that's concerned, I don't want to mess up because I can go back there. Okay? Uh, the devil even tried to tell you, now you don't want to give like that because you got to hold on to something, something, and you'll never be, you know, you, you, and, and uh, uh, you don't want to be broke anymore. So now that you got something, you, maybe you need to start hoarding. Maybe you need to do like the man in uh, Luke, the 12th chapter or 8th chapter. Who said, I got bonds, I'll, I'll tear down my old bonds and build bigger and just store up. And so you have to get to this place of recognizing I'm established here. I'm est- Everybody say, I'm established here. And one reason why you got to recognize you're established is because God did not ask for references when he chose you. I, I got rehired somebody one time. And I said, can I, and they showed me the old employee. I said, can I call your old employee? They said, no. I said, well, I already know what this means. <laughs> let, let, me, let me tell y'all something. Y'all, y'all need to be able to use your old employee as a reference. So, so leave right. And act right while you're there. Okay? Or you need to have an explanation already in store. Well, the reason why they fired me, because my, I had too much data for their bandwidth. See if that fly. <laughs> I don't, but you need to, you need to be expl- able to explain it. But when God got ready to bless you, he didn't ask for uh, a reference. God promotes people according to his sovereign will. Everybody say sovereign will. Again, because now the sovereignty is something that some of us faith people we have a problem with because uh, faith people, we like to believe we just do one, two, three, four. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Uh, 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 do this, do this, do this. Uh, follow these procedures and everything will automatically manifest. But And I do believe that there are steps. I believe that there are processes. But I also know that there's the sovereignty of God. I also know that there's just the grace of God. Amen. And where God just blesses you because he decides to bless you. And you look back, you're scratching your own head. Uh, I, I, I think that's what Andre Crouch, y'all don't know who he was, but had mom, he wrote the words, I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life for me. Oh, but I'm glad he did because I recognize who I, I wouldn't even have saved me. I even wouldn't have forgiven me, but God is rich in mercy. And so he's a sovereign God. That scripture again, Psalm 75 and verse 6, a promotion cometh neither from the east, the west, or the south. God is the judge. He puts down one, he set up another. And his are not, uh, uh, cannot be challenged. It can't be appealed to a high authority. There was no committee. There's no deliberation. There's no conversation. And there's no consideration of other people's feelings when God gets ready to bless you. 
God don't care that you don't like it. Well, I just feel some kind of way that they got that job. God said, I don't care. I just, I just, I just don't think it's fair. God said, I don't, I don't care what you think. When God gives to bless people, He don't care about your feelings. Come on, all of us have seen people who we feel some kind of way that they blessed. Mm-hmm. If you got a Facebook account, and if you got Instagram, you done seen somebody who you like. Hmm. 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 They got a new car, huh? Mm-hmm. It's probably going to get repossessed. And you know you just hating. You know you mad because of something that they did. Or they took your old boyfriend to high school. <laughs> or, or, or whatever. There's some reason you, you feel some kind of way. But when God gets ready to bless people, he don't care that you, you don't like it. That's the sovereignty of God. There's no hesitation. There's no concentration. God just does what he wants to do. Look at Daniel 4 and 35. Daniel 4.35, I'm going to show you this from at least three different versions. Daniel 4.35 says, all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. Simply say, all the people on the earth and their opinions, it says it doesn't matter to God. Look at this. He does according to his will. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth. You need to catch this. I said, I don't check with the angels when I get ready to bless somebody and I don't check with the earthlings when I get ready to bless somebody. I do what I want to do and I don't care that you don't like it. Y'all need to catch a hold of that. And so he says, and no one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? Because who are you talking to? Listen to that verse from the New Living Translation. All the people of the earth are nothing compared to him. He does as he pleases among the angels of heaven and among the people of the earth, no one can stop him or say to him, what do you mean by doing these things? You can't say to God, well, who died and left you, God? I am God. Before you were, I am. Before the earth was, I am. Everything came out of me. And I don't have to check. I don't have, there's no checks and balances on God. Hallelujah. So you can't say, what do you mean by doing these things? And so that means that God does not have to justify when he gets ready to bless you and put you in a place. He doesn't have to justify it. You know, I mean, some, some, sometimes uh, when uh, some of you heard me tell the story, when I, when I came here to South Carolina, I came here to work as a, as a claim manager for the, uh, for the local uh, workers' compensation claim office for Cigna here. Our accounts were Lockheed Martin, and uh, a lot of these paper companies that are around here and Coca-Cola and Anheuser-Busch, those are our main accounts we handle the work with. And so these were big national accounts. And, uh, and they hadn't had a supervisor or a manager here, uh, here in the office with them for about a year and a half. And, uh, and so, you know, there was no king. Everybody did that which was right in their own eyes. Okay. And now, and now I'm here. And I, the first day, the first day, this, this young a white young lady, and the only reason why I bring out her race because it's relevant to the point I'm getting ready to make. Uh, uh, she said to me, you know, I'm greeting everybody and other people have welcomed me. And she said to me, you must be somebody to get this job over a white man with 25 years experience. That was my first day. Welcome to South Carolina. Okay. Welcome to South Carolina. 
uh, that, that, was, that was 27, 20, 27, 28 years ago, 1995, right? Yeah, that, uh, 28 years ago. Uh, see, and, and, uh, and, and I remember I said to her, I said, is this your opinion? She said, well, no, we've all been talking about it. I called everybody into the conference room. I said, I understand some of y'all got some issues with me and my qualifications. I went out and I laid out my qualifications and told them what I've done. And then a lot of them said, oh, no. A couple of them said, listen, we don't have any problems with you. And she's sitting there rolling her eyes. But can I, and so there's a, there, was a, there was a part of me that felt like I got to justify. But when God really bless you, he don't, you don't have to justify nothing to nobody. The truth of the matter is if God chose me over, over, over a, a white man with 25 years experience in South Carolina, man, that is God. Then surely there is a God and favor ain't fair. Surely, surely, surely God can put his hands on you when you, some, some of y'all, we, we heard the story, you know, the young lady who, who became Miss, uh, Miss South Carolina last night. Okay, then y'all watch the pageant. Then y'all watch the pageant. My, my one of my daughter-in-law is really into that because she was a, she used to be a pageant young lady, and but but there's a black young lady who won who won Miss South Carolina yesterday, and yeah, last night. My daughter-in-law and my son who know her, she said she said oh no, she said Dane, she said we're on to Miss America now. She said we we're going to and watch it. And so we this in between service and this what we heard between they just changed the rules. The Miss America pageant just changed the rules because you aged out at 24. This young lady was 26. Last year, she didn't qualify. Y'all ain't hear me here. Last year, she didn't qualify. This year, she qualifies and, and becomes only the fourth black woman in South Carolina. Some of y'all know have been that many to become Miss, Miss South Carolina, who didn't qualify. Can, can I tell you, when God get ready to bless you, let me tell you how, he will change rules for you. Well, the rule was, well, it just changed. Well, there was a time when nobody, well, that time is over. It's a new day now. When, they, when my daughter-in-law told me that between sir, I said, oh, I got to work that into this sermon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because God will change rules for you. God will change rules. And so, and when God gets ready, so he doesn't have to justify it to other people. He doesn't have to justify his appointments. That word again from Daniel 4.35, God's word translation says this. It says, he does whatever he wishes with the army of heaven and with those who live on earth. Look at this. There is no one who can oppose him or ask him, what are you doing? No one can oppose him. So God has to please no one but himself. Now, just by you, by honoring your mother and your father, by having positions of authority, there are people we all in earth have to please. Amen. Okay, I, I would never think I, got, I, have, I need to please God. Okay, to a certain degree, I need to please y'all. You know, to a certain, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, I need to operate in a way, walk circumspectly, to be mindful of what I'm doing as representative, as your pastor, as your man of God, as your spiritual father, as your spiritual leader. Okay, uh, but God doesn't have to please anybody but Himself. When He gets ready to do something, He doesn't have to think about anything, anybody except what He decides to do. Isaiah 46, 10, 11. It says this, that God declares the end from the beginning. I'm God. I'm declaring the end from the beginning. What that, what that means? That God, God said, when I start, I already know how I'm going to finish it. 
heard somebody say this years ago. God doesn't ever start what he hasn't already finished. God does not ever start what is all. So when, when we when we got ready to build this new this new sanctuary, okay. Now there there, there were some mess ups, and everybody everybody claiming what they need to claim, okay. But so we have we have architects who who put together all the plans. When I say all the plans, down to down to the specs of our of of the toilet holders, down to the specs of what carpet, down to the specs of what of of what the painting of, of what 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 the paint is going to be. We have architects who, who design all that. Now they get the input from electrical engineers and, and so the electrical engineer says where we need power, how much power we need, how much voltage we need, and they pull all that together and then, the, then after they pull that all together the, the, the architect presents us a master plan, then we get the contractor we get prices and it's built according to plans. God says I don't start anything that I haven't already planned out. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm about to preach myself happy. So I got to prosper. One reason why I have to prosper because it's the will of God that I prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers. So from the day I was born, God already knew how I'm going to prosper. Y'all didn't catch that. Y'all missed that. From the day I was born, God already knew how I'm going to prosper. Okay? If it's the will of God for me to be rich and it's the will of God for all his people to be rich. I, I know that I know that's hard for y'all who got a poverty mentality. It is the will of God for all of you to be rich. Rich means having more than enough. Rich means enough to meet your needs and meet somebody else's needs. Rich means enough for you to live and leave your children with something too that they don't have to start from scratch and every generation gets further and further and further and further away from poverty to the point that they got to see pictures of how broke this family used to be. Oh my God. That is the will of God. So if God already established the ending from the beginning, he already knows how he's going to do all those things in my life. That's why Ephesians says, he, he, he says that, um, that we should live the good life, taking paths that he preordained for us to walk in. If I get on the path, if I get in the purpose that God has for my life, wealth and riches got to show up. You didn't catch that. See, the issue is not if God going to bless you. This is not where the money's coming from. The issue is are you in the will of God? If you're in the will of God, money got to find you. If you're in the will of God, resources got to show up. If you're in the will of God, help going to come. If you're in the will of God, God going to raise up somebody somewhere. Use their power, their ability, their influence to help you. Somebody shout, I'm in the will of God. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.